All right, good morning. Let's turn to Psalms 46 this morning. Psalms 46. God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within her. She will not fall. God will help her at, at break of day. Nations are in uproar. Kingdoms fall. He lifts his voice. The earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come and see what the Lord has done. The desolations he has brought on the earth. He makes wars cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. He says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Let's bow our heads and let's pray this morning. Heavenly Father, Lord God, we just thank you um, for this time, God, uh, this time that you would meet us early in the morning, Lord. And uh, Father, I just pray, God, that each of us could open up our hearts to you, Lord, that we would hear your voice, God, that we would be comforted by your presence, that we would know, Lord God, that the message that you deliver to us through your word is your truth. It's just an extension of your heart, God, a message of hope, a message of unity, Lord, a message where we can be drawn closer to you. So, Father, again, we just thank you, Lord. We just bless this time. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Morning. Uh, yesterday I was on the bus and I was kind of thinking, well, I kind of knew, that, I kind of felt or sensed that God was, had a word for us this morning as I was preparing. And the word that came to me was surrender. The word that came was surrender. And I was thinking, okay, like maybe we need to surrender our thoughts or we need to surrender, you know, the things that are going on. I think that's all true, but something that came to me was just surrendering to him, right? Because sometimes we're so caught up in what's going on and what's in front of us and the challenges that we have. And we're like, oh, we just have to throw that stuff away. But I really felt the Lord's message for us is, is would we surrender just to him? Not because of the things we're dealing with, not because of our circumstances, not because of our stress and our you know, the, our prayer request, but would we just surrender for God being who God is? Verse one reads, God is our refuge and strength an ever-present help in trouble. And, you know, that statement, as we read it at verse, <clears throat> we all know it and we all, you know, draw on it. But in our day-to-day, do we really turn to God as our refuge and strength? Right? How many times do we turn to Google? Do we turn to WhatsApp? Do we turn to all these other things to find our refuge? How, how often do we build strength upon the words of man, the affirmation of others, but not the affirmation of God, the truth of God speaking into us? And so God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. You know, when, when I read this scripture, I realize that as you go through the Bible, there's, there's always issues and turmoil and difficulties and trials that, that we have to face, right? That all of our ancestors before us have faced too. And so when scripture says God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble, it's like almost like a warning of 
you will need to draw on me continually. If you're just coming to me as like a, you know, flavor of the month or a last ditch effort or coming to me, you know, when everything else you've tried hasn't been working, you're not going to get that sense that God is there to save you throughout everything you endure, everything you go through. We're really just going to look at God as just another option. After I Google the answer, after I ask my friends, after I, after I talk to people who I know will just agree with me, then I'll turn to God. And that surrender, that word surrender, that kind of really filled my heart, which you know, it, it speaks to me you know, personally, of course, too, is that if we surrender to God, those other things start to kind of melt away, right? The anxiety, the anxiousness, the fear, right? Verse two says, therefore, we will not fear. Though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging, therefore we will not fear. I have a lot of fear. You know, I think I, let's be honest, right? We all have a lot of fears, doubts, worries. Even It doesn't mean that we don't believe in God and that we don't have faith, but sometimes when it's like, you know, it seems like time is running out, it seems like there's no possible answer. Conditions are getting worse. All these things get thrown at us. And often we live in fear. Then we react in fear. We respond in fear. We pray to God in fear. We come back. You know, God is our refuge and strength. He's not quivering. He's not shaken. He's not worried. His timing is perfect. But then in verse 2, how much can we live into the scriptures, the living word of God, Therefore, we will not fear. You know, I hung on, that, on that, those few words, just reading it over. Therefore, we will not fear. Therefore, we will not fear. Therefore, we will not fear. And when I reflect on my own self of things that I'm worried about, and when I meet with others in church, often we're talking about things we're scared about. Often we're praying about things we're scared about, which is totally fine. I mean, we should bring those things to the Lord. But why do we have so much fear if we surrender and bow down to the God who is above all? And it's listed sort of here through scripture, the things that we're going to face, right? Though the earth gives away, you know, like the world can't give us the answers we want. Things that we maybe put our hope in, you know, fall flat before us, right? I mean, literally maybe like this year, the market, right? literally fall. Maybe you put your things in that and just, you know, overnight it's gone, right? Though it's waters roar and, you know, all these things are kind of happening and where do we stand? Do we stand firm? Are we, you know, does our faith get shaken? Do we change? Does our identity change of who we are as children of God just because of our circumstances and what's coming around us? What if we just surrendered to God himself, gave everything we had and Give all of our concerns, or what if our concerns and our only kind of focal point of what this whole, you know, meaning of life and journey that we're on is, is just walking closer towards Jesus day after day. If that was the surrender we had, instead of surrendering to our jobs and surrendering to our responsibilities and surrendering to social pressures and surrendering to all these other things, like where would we find ourselves in the midst of, of the storms of life? Will we continue to draw on God being our refuge and strength? Or will we walk in fear? 
for. I think God really wants to encourage us this morning that the way to freedom and the way to assurance and security is to fully surrender your life to him. We can all remember the time that we gave our life to the Lord. That was an ultimate, you know, expression of our surrender to the Lord. But then do we do that day to day? Do we still carry out that baptism daily? Right? Do we take that communion daily to know that it's Jesus at the center? It's Jesus who's leading us. It's Jesus who, you know, laid out the path. Also through surrender is how we come after him. And so I feel like, you know, it's not, again, it's not like a a rebuke this morning, but I feel like God is saying, if you would surrender to me, you know, it will be so much smoother. It'll be such a clear path and how you can easily let go of the things that cause you strife, that cause you stress, that cause you to stay up late at night, that cause you not to be able to hear from him, that cause you to be able to have a blurry vision of the hopes and promises that he has for you. That path that he's laid out, it's like full with weeds and we're walking in different directions because we're surrendering to, to the world. We're surrendering to the flesh. And he wants to encourage us that he has fought that for us, right? It says here, um, verse four, there is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the most high dwells. God is within her. She will not fall. God will help her at break of day. Nations are in uproar. Kingdoms fall. He lifts his voice. The earth melts. Right? Are we, you know, this living water, this living river of God, you know, the Holy Spirit that lives within all of our hearts. Are we drawing on this holy place where the Lord meets us? And we carry God's, we carry that place in our heart because the spirit lives in us. How much refuge are we finding even in our own hearts? Instead of searching outward, how much time are we spending searching inward? Because even as we have stresses and anxiety and schedules and day-to-day grind and a full, you know, uh, Google Calendar, I'm sure we all have right after this. How much of that space do we give to the Lord? Not looking within in terms of things we have to do, but looking within to what God is saying to us. Looking within our hearts to say, Holy Spirit, would you, you know, would you, would you stir me up? Would you answer my, my cries? Would you steer me in the right direction? Would you give me the assurance of the things that I'm about to do today? The words I'm about to speak, the people I'm going to meet, the meetings I'm going to have, you know, dealing with, you know, friends, family, all these things. Spirit, would you live through me? Is that the living water that we depend on or again are we depending on just you know comfort do we just go with what seems to be the norm do we go with what the world says is 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 okay or are we saying well you know god could be this is this amazing almighty god so he might do some radical things sometimes he might challenge us and push us outside of our comfort zone right he might say the way to deal with your enemy is to love them And that doesn't make any sense with a lot of the day-to-day stuff that we do. But unless we're looking within and drawing on the spirit and drawing on that living well that actually lives within each of us, how can we possibly surrender to these things? How can we possibly let go of the flesh 
and come into what God is doing in each of us. Often we're looking at each other, right? Like, what's that person going to do? God, I pray that you change this person. God, I pray that this person would wake up. But sometimes it's us, you know? It's not sometimes, it, it is. Every day we need to be closely linked, you know? Like, clinging as tight as we can to what God is doing and saying to us. And so if we just go through and zip through our days, never asking God, what is it that you're trying to tell me? What is it that you're trying to do in this place, in the people around me, in my relationships, in my brokenness, in my trials? If we're not asking the Lord to reveal himself to us. And when I mean asking the Lord to reveal himself, it's not asking the Lord to answer our questions or asking the Lord to come through exactly 100% accurate on what our prayer request is. It means coming to the Lord in surrender, that whatever his response or answer is, we would trust in it, find it as our anchor, find it as our refuge, find it as our secret place that the enemy can't get us to because we know God speaks life and truth and love into his children and nothing else. And so even when we're meeting God, praying to God, seeking after him, are we spending most of our time in just total fear, anxiety, anger, right? I mean, we talk about lament and we talk about going to God with an honest heart, which is completely, you know, what we should do. But I would challenge you and say this, if you're constantly going to God, 99% of the time, pissed off at God, anxious in your heart, totally fearful, this living stream through the blessing and gift of the Holy Spirit that God has given each of us, you're not tapping into that blessing enough. You're not receiving that blessing on a day-to-day basis enough. You've almost downplayed it like it's unworthy, but it's actually what holds us together. That's the glue between us and the Lord is moving through the Spirit. And so it's an encouragement this morning to say, there is a way out. There is a way to hear. There is a way to get clarity. And it isn't always gonna come through your plans or how you've mapped things out or how you feel things should come through. It's gonna come through understanding and having a deeper connection into the truth that God speaks into your life. The promises he's laid out, the paths that he's laid out, the timing that is perfect in his way. That You're gonna to start to be able to receive that more with assurance, with joy, with affirmation with confidence, right? And so if we're walking continually weakened, we need to reflect, you know, each day, where do we draw our strength from? God didn't ask us to live a life where we're just getting by, stumbling through, full of uncertainty. We know the only thing that's certain is Him. And so when God comes to meet us through the scriptures, through worship, through you know, fellowship. What are we really bringing to him in our surrender? Are we just dumping all our junk on him? Are we saying, God, I need you. God, I want to surrender my life to you again today because honestly, it's so hard. It's tough. Where do we find him within us? Right? Verse seven reads, the Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come and see what the Lord has done, the desolations he has brought on the earth. He makes wars cease to the ends of the earth. 
He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. I mean, why do we sometimes let the enemy tell us that God is not going to fight our battles? Right? We see breakthrough in other people's lives. We see things coming through and we're like, God, you fight battles in their lives, but you don't fight my battles. You only fight the battles for those who are ABC, right? Who seem to have it all together, right? Who seem to be, I don't know, like have all the resources they need. Like, God, you only bless and fight the battles of those, but you don't fight it for me. That's the, the lies of the enemy. Coming at you and, and really just poisoning your, your, your mind, right? But we have to be able to have the, um, you know, we have to have, take the initiative in saying, I'm not going to let it poison my heart, right? You can play mind games with me, enemy, but we're not going to let you in here where the Lord lives, where the spirit dwells, right? So come and see what the Lord has done. Come and see what the Lord has done. It's like, what has the Lord done in your life that you have forgotten or that you have overlooked or that, you know, you have basically disregarded because it, it's maybe in the past. And you're thinking, well, what you did in the past, Lord, doesn't help me now. It does help you now. It should help you now because those are the same assurances that God has given us. You see, the, the battle that God, that you're fighting and the battle that God's fighting, it's like you're playing on two different levels. It's like if we were like a boxers or fighters, we're just like amateurs, right? But God is like a pro. And so the battles we're fighting and the, and the battles God is fighting on our behalf, we don't even see it because it's a spiritual battle. We look at it as a physical battle or just a relational battle and we don't understand all the spiritual nuances of what's going on around us. But God is fighting for us spiritually. He's fighting for our souls, right? But often we're fighting for a transaction or we're fighting for justice or we're fighting for, you know, petty stuff, things that don't really matter. And we get so worked up and so wound by it that those things become the center of our life, the center of our heart, the center of our concern. We spend so much energy and time discussing, debating, proving, researching things that are meaningless to the Lord. If we surrender ourselves to him, he'll start to reveal to us what are the battles worth fighting? What are the true battles in our hearts that we need healing from that we need to invite him into because the battles we fight on the surface we may face them and overcome them and then bam the next day the next battle comes and then bam the next battle comes the next battle comes and then we find ourselves it's like oh my gosh god like there's so much going on there's so much going on it's wave after wave after wave it's because we're sometimes fighting the wrong battles we're not finding enough refuge in him because actually finding refuge and peace and joy in the Lord and assurance in Him, you've already won the battle. The enemy can't even get to you at that point because the battle is already won. Because you have peace and joy and assurance. God's truth, the Spirit living in you, starts to come alive. And the enemy has no answer for that. Right? That's what God is asking us to, to, to surrender into this morning. Into our, even in our day-to-day right? He says in verse 10, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. He says, 
be still and know that I am God. Not the God that is a dictator, not the God that reigns over you and controls you. Be still and know that I am God, the God that loves you, that has mercy, the, the God that is battling on your behalf day in and day out, regardless of whether you turn to him, regardless of, you know, the thing is, is like even in today's sharing, God doesn't care if you come to him with all your fear, anxiety, right? If you haven't read the Bible yet and you're just coming straight to him, God doesn't care. He's, he, he, he loves us unconditionally. But for us as spiritual beings, as children of God, we have to know, well, there is something we can do. We can just like blah all over in our conversations. We can do that to God. We can do that in our fellowship. We can do that all the time. But unless we check our hearts to see what the spirit is saying to us, unless we're discerning with the truth of God, hearing his voice, it's really difficult to be still. We can't stop moving. We can't stop thinking. We can't sleep because we don't find this true spiritual stillness. The stillness we find can be just a distraction, right? I watch a Netflix show. I'm at peace. I go to the gym. I work out. I sweat. I'm at peace. As soon as your workout or the show is done, the anxiety comes back. That's not the stillness God is talking about. God is talking about the stillness that is eternal. God is talking about the stillness that identifies who you are, that starts to form the relationship between God and us. That's the stillness God is saying, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. And so like, can we come into that stillness? And that, that stillness is the afterglow of the surrender, right? As we release more of our heart to the Lord, he fills us and he returns us with that stillness and peace that only comes from God, right? That the world will never understand, that the world cannot begin to fathom what that is, why we are able to carry that. And so verse 11 says, the Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. The Lord Almighty is with us. Be still. Surrender your, not just your days and your fears and your anxiety, but just surrender to God for who he is. Right? The one that fights the battles, that overcomes the world, that overcame sin. That teaches us and leads us by example that never asks us to do things that he hasn't done or showed us, that never pushes us into a corner where we have no choice, that we have no option, that we have no way out. Jesus is the way out. God is the way out. Can we find more peace and hope in that? And so I'm, I'm, I'm going to close there, give you guys some time to dwell as we come into a time of worship. But just bow your heads. Um, all right, guys, just reflect on today's message. What do you think the Lord is asking you this morning to surrender? Or maybe the better question or area of your heart that we have to pursue and reflect on is, are we able to surrender just to him for who he is? When we come to meet the Lord, do we come with fear and hopelessness? 
Or do we come knowing that God is alive and God is real and God is for us so that nothing can be against us? How much stillness and peace do you honestly feel in your heart day to day? Are you filling up your calendar and your time with just distractions? I think many of us do. Could we replace that time of an outlet, right? These distractions that are just an outlet, could we replace those outlets with the Father? Could we fill that void with His love? You know, one thing about discerning what the Holy Spirit is saying to you is that you have to want to. You have to want to be able to say, I'm going to be able to receive what you speak to me today, Lord. And the Spirit may ask us to do things that go against what we feel we should do, but are are we coming to the Lord with a willingness? Because if we truly surrender to Him and we truly trust in Him and we want this spiritual stillness and peace to overwhelm us, we have to come to Him with that willingness and openness to follow, to listen, to receive, and then to sometimes act upon. And so if that's been a struggle for some of you with things that you're dealing with or just in your walk in this season with God, surrender to Him. Surrendering to Him means just to let go, to release, to come into His presence. Maybe it's a time of, you know, if you, if you reflect back and think about the times that you've been spending with the Lord, which maybe has been talking about the same things over and over, the things that you are struggling with or the things that are not going well or the things that you think should have happened already or the things that you're confused about. Maybe in your next conversation with the Lord, you could ask Him, hey God, like, what's on your heart? How are you feeling right now? Because our relationship with the Lord is two-way. And so maybe just asking God how He's doing, how He's feeling, what He has to say, would give us that first step into receiving His grace and His love and His mercy today. And so that each day that we're thrown a new trial, we can just go and hang out with Him. Not necessarily always looking for answers, but just hanging out, being in his presence, being in his glory, and that would be enough. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. You know, God loves us so deeply, but he doesn't control us or force us. And so in your time, in your QT today, Go to him, talk to him, speak about different things, speak about the heart of the Father. Let him go into the deeper, you know, the deeper, deeper places of your heart that have been hardened or closed off. Let him go there, let him dwell there, let him soak there, let him reveal more things to you. And so as we respond in a time of worship, you can continue to just pray. Meet with the Lord this morning. And uh, yeah, let's respond.